0: Psalm number 65, let's all read it together. For those who may not know, we tend to use the same version of the scriptures, just so that our voices will rhyme, alright? If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are ready to read, give me another amen. Amen. Alright, with that voice, like you said, amen, use that same tone of voice to read from Psalm 65. One, two, let's go. There, there will be silence be before you, and praise, you, and praise in you, Zion, O God. And to you the vow will be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you all men come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you forgive them. Our blessed is the one whom you choose and bring near to you to dwell in your courts. We will be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. By awesome deeds you answer all in righteousness. O God of our salvation, you who are the trust of the ends of the earth
1: and of the Father's seas,
0: who establishes the mountains by his strength, being guarded with might, who steals the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples. They who dwell in the ends of the earth stand in awe of your signs. You make the dawn and the sunset shout for joy. You visit the earth and cause it to overflow. You greatly enrich it. The stream of God is full of water. You prepare the grain, for thus you prepare the earth. You water its furrows abundantly. You settle its ridges. You soften it with showers. You bless its growth. You have crowned the year with your bounty, and your paths drip with fatness. The pastures of the wilderness drip, and the hills get themselves to rejoice. The Meadows are clothed with flocks, and the valleys are covered with grain. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. We have come this morning, and the Lord is going to water us afresh with his dew from heaven. Amen. He's going to soften our hearts with his showers. Amen. And cause us to grow. Amen. And as a result, the environment around us will be blessed. Amen. For that reason, we declare as follows.
1: Now I declare
0: that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And I am being filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I am walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I am bearing fruit in every good work. And I am increasing in the knowledge of God.
1: Now again, I
0: incline my ears to His word. God is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. 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 I said, Amen. I Amen.
1: said,
0: now sit down. you're already blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Now I will not say that I'm going to finish what I wanted to. The series I'm doing today, because last time I said it, it didn't finish. For that reason, I'll just continue. if at the end I finish, I'll just say, Hey, I finished. Alright, let's read a portion of the scriptures to commence the teaching. We are going to look at Second Peter again. Now, um, the one we read last time, we read from Matthew and then also from Luke, reminded us that, um, of course it was of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We said those who practice righteousness, they are the salt of the earth. And those who teach righteousness... They are the light of the world. That is, your practice, your lifestyle, puts a blessing upon the earth. Do you understand that? It puts a blessing upon your environment. It does. That when God comes to Sodom and Gomorrah, all right, and he wants to look for ten people, he doesn't look for ten people who go to church. He looks for ten people who practice righteousness. He looks for ten people who disagree with evil in the land. He looks for ten people that are not swayed by the popular opinion, by what is woke culture. You know what they call woke culture now? Yeah, they say that everybody, you know, just everyone just wants to belong. Just by the way, that's how the world is. Don't ever be afraid to be different. That's something I keep teaching my children. You see, if you're in a group of 10, the person who knows what he's doing, or the people that know what they are doing, they are no more than one or two. Most of that people are followers. They are follow, follow. I hope you're getting my point. So, if you stand up, for what you believe. You'll be amazed that many will follow you too. That's true. But you think that all of them know what they are doing. That's why they are doing what they are doing. It's not true. It's not true. And this world is very deceptive. They lie to people. The way they, talk, they shout out this uh, um, uh, homosexual agenda, you will think that half of America is homosexual. You'll be, you will think so. I was listening to one comedian that day. He said something. He said, have you noticed there are more transgender children in California than anywhere else? He said, do we breed them here? He was trying to bring up a point. That's because we turned it to a hype. You know, we are California. That's where entertainment is. So we tend to have more than the rest of America because we turned it to a a big deal. So he said, every family has a transgender, almost every family in the highbrow areas have a transgender child. He said, Why? Simply because we turned it to hype, he said. They said gender fluid. He said children are fluid in everything. He said when I was young, I wanted to be a pirate. The guy was saying, said thank God nobody agreed to cut my leg I remove one eye. So people, people just follow. They just follow. They just follow. So I teach my children. I said, no, no, don't ever be afraid to be different. You have a group of ten friends. They all doing one thing. Say I'm not doing. You'll be abs- you be. He said what you don't know is that. Only one or two guys there I'm moving them in that direction. The other ones are just following. And when you dig in and say, no, I'm not following, five will follow you, six will follow. After I while, I say, but this is what the Father said we should do. They will go the right way. Now, what am I saying? Who are the salt of the earth? They are those people that refuse to follow. They refuse to follow iniquity. They stand out for what is right. They are the ones that God will come and count when it comes to any Sodom, any Gomorrah. They are the ones that we say, hey, even though the country is under pressure. I talked to a man yesterday. I said, okay, how are you doing? He said he has money. Um, I said, what's money? Okay? He said, when there's no food, there's kwashioko. When there's no money, there's money. I saw that it's not money call we have now, it's cashier <laughs> He said it is true. It's not lack of money, it's lack of cash. <laughs> I never heard that term until last night. So there's cashier right now. Some people will say because there's cashier occur, We will not do some things one particular way that's wrong. But those who are the salt we say no. Righteousness is righteousness. Whether cash is in abundance or it is not. They are the ones that God counts anytime He comes to Sodom. And He counts them because He wants to suspend judgment. He does not want to judge. Never forget that. When Jesus said you are the salt of the earth, he said, God is always coming down to your earth to count. Anytime He doesn't count enough of you, you become like Rwanda. Because when we say Sodom and Gomorrah, we tend to forget. Let's not forget what happened just a few decades ago just a few kilometers away from here, in Rwanda, and in Burundi too. I keep on saying, please, my brethren, if you are from that side, really learn spiritual things, but let's all learn, this is Africa. Congo, naturally speaking, is one of the richest countries in the world. Naturally speaking, what they call DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo, they have they said I think they have the second now it's not the biggest country in the world, but it has I think the second largest arable landmass. That is where you can farm. They are two and a half times the size of Nigeria. I checked that one. Two and a half times the size of Nigeria. Big country, very big. They have rare metals. What's a particular mineral that used for making mobile phones? And aircrafts? No, not silicon. There's one particular one. Hmm? No. Do you know somebody said bitumen?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: one is in Oyo. I sorry, it's in Ondo. We have it like ocean there. I would not use for anything but a quota for road. <laughs> ta, there's something Thai about it. No, not titanium. It's a very rare metal. They have it. Very few countries in this world have it. It's important for mobile phones, for um, electric cars and aircraft. They have it. I don't know about this year, as last year or the year before. These guys were still importing onions. You know, Nigeria has problems, but we don't import onions. We don't import pepper. There are things we just don't import. Not because we don't want to import, but we grow them so easily in our backyards. Now, I'm saying this, yet you now see these countries, our African brethren. Yet, when they are ranking poverty in the world, but then you count five countries from below, Congo has entered. I don't know exactly where they are right now. But definitely, they are not even, okay, let me, just I won't make any mistake. By the time you count ten from below, out of over 220 countries and territories, they are already among the poorest. Naturally speaking, amongst the richest. This is we preach they are true. They are real. God will just come. It's divine judgment. When God, you see, when God has not blessed you. Eh? Hey, God. Not, you can't be blessed. Please, I can't help but go back there again. Okay, before I go back there, let me just summarize this and I'm saying. So, what is salt? The reason why God will bless the earth. The reason why God will withhold judgment. Be it in mind. And what is salt? People that will stand for righteousness. And God is always coming to count so that we will not have problems the way they had in Sodom and Gomorrah, like our brethren had in Rwanda just a few decades ago. That's what I'm talking about. So that you won't be so rich naturally, yet you'll be poor in reality. That's what we are saying. So that foreigners will not possess your land. That's what we are saying. We can talk headman crisis, headman crisis, headman crisis, Read your scriptures. Isn't that spiritual? You wonder what happened when headsmen drove everybody away from the farms. They are spiritual. If you don't want it to happen, and I said, I'm back to, no. I said, there's a digression. That is why your PVC will fail you because it is not of the spirit. Saw a video again yesterday. Please, if you are listening to this, when it's not the election, in Nigeria or in your country. You won't understand. But understand that my brethren have gone mad, they are the ones I'm bringing back to sanity. Pastors have lied to them. One said yesterday, somebody followed me the video. I was about to, it's a number I did not know. I was about to block the number. I said, no, should I send this person a message first? Insulting the individual thoroughly. I said, but bank, if the fellow is old, don't call. I thought and thought and thought. Then I looked closer. I saw a name written. Indeed, the fellow is old. So I just ignored it. It was a, a pastor preaching. And I said, Why do we lie to ourselves like this? Now, for your information, let me just say this again. This will help you know reality, okay? Most of what southerners believe is a lie. What do I mean? They believe there are so many that if only they can come together. They'll get some things done. The thing is, so far. you know, when we're young, huh? okay, this is not being a final message. You can, it's not it's a secret. You no, know, when we're young, he used to tell us that, eh, all they count counting the not is good. Have you heard that thing? Yes. Then they brought be- beavers and the goats have fingerprints. five says something other people are insulting him. I said, well, truth is bitter. He told the truth. He said, listen, oh, he said, collect 100% of the votes in Anambra. That's one local government in Canada. It's very painful. But it's the truth. You know what he was saying? You want to win? Sit down. Let's negotiate. You know, you know those who don't understand what it is? <laughs> I don't talk to them. Look, you have to learn to read. The man was just saying, listen, make all your noise. If his number we are counting, you had better get proportions from where the number is heavy. And they have, let me, I'm about to leave my message. I'm making people shake their head on things they don't understand. But let me sit on my reason why I'm saying what I'm saying. Many times we believe a lie. We now put our hope in a lie. That's that's physical lie. That is like now. Somebody sends you a alert. Don't understand? credit alert. You know, people can do it, they sit on their computer and generate it for you. GT Bank. They know your account number. They, I can do it if you want. No, it's not hard. People used to used to deceive people. It's in the news all the time. People who defraud people, they sell you dollars. They want to buy dollars from you. You give them your $5,000. They say, let's credit your account. Their friend is behind. We'll send the credit alert from his laptop, as if from your bank. And they do that. They used to do it. People have been caught many times. Police grabbed them. Now, I'm going telling tell you this story. Now, please, I've spent too much time on that. So imagine that I gave you a credit alert of $3 million from my computer. GT Bank knows nothing about it. Access Bank knows nothing about it. Zenith has nothing, no knowledge. Even your Kuda bank doesn't have an idea. What's going on? I just said that I shared it all your accounts. You're not going to buy a car on credit. You're going to buy a car on credit. Based on what? A lie. I see a lot of Christians right now believing a physical lie. That's one. And they are hanging their lives on a physical lie. And it pains me. It pains me. It pains me. I told the bishop, the one man that was preaching, he said something. I felt like bringing him out of the phone and putting him out of ministry. It was a video. He said, How many churches in the world are like Redeemed? I said, There huh? are many churches in the world like Christ Embassy. He mentioned like four major denominations in Nigeria. He said, politics is grassroots. If the churches can come together and all of that, I said, I will lie to themselves. As of last year, how many were redeemed? The whole of Enugu. About 20,000 people. All the parishes everywhere. 20, the whole of Enugu. They, not 20, they were not up to 20,000, they were like 18,000 something. <laughs> I anyone was talking, I just looked at and said, Why do you want to believe a lie? He said, You see, there, there, there is enough of prayer. All the church needs to do is wake up. I said, Wake up to what? Are you mad? Wake up to politics? The church is supposed to wake up to righteousness. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you, before, so that you don't, you see, listen, I'm not, I, you know I've been saying it. The prophetic anointing on me these days. I don't know where it came from. It from heaven. Any church that wakes up to politics, God will destroy it. Yeah. Eh? Please, don't say, man, they'll say you are wicked. It's the word of God. The, 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 the thing is wickedness. Any church in this nation that wakes up and begins to rally around for politics, Hear you the word of the Lord. Jesus will close your door. He will remove your candlestick out of his place. Say, so is that why I called you? Was that why I called you? I called you out to go and be negotiating with APC. Are you a mentor? I called you out to negotiate with the Labour Party. Are you out of your mind? I called you out to discuss with PDP. you want to mobilize the church to church of politics. And Jesus will come, shut them down. And listen, if you like disagreeing, when your church has closed, when your members are scattered, you will know I spoke by the Spirit of God. I heard a man talking that day. He said, that's why, you know, I was in politics. Maybe that's why God took me there. I said, no, the devil is confusing you. This is not the work of God they are doing. The church is supposed to wake up to righteousness. These same jokers preaching, those criminal politicians who come to their churches to do thanksgiving, give them stolen money, they will collect I heard a woman come to town once. She came to Enugu here, and was saying that why would it to gather and put our people in power? I looked. I said, Jesus will soon close this girl down. He said, if for example now we all gather, we put chokes in power. The road contracts we collect it. Yeah, she said that on a pulpit, and you you see you see ignorant who claim to be Christians. Saying, yeah. I said, you are saving my money. You're a thief. You're a thief. And she was there speaking. And she was narrating how she does her business. He said, when I take money to my governor, you call it bribe, I call it honor. I said, madam, you are bribing him. Why are you lying to us? Why don't you come and honor me? You know, I have no contract to give you. Uh, You you don't understand. You you just see us rationalize rubbish. Meanwhile, when Jesus comes to count, he can't count us.
1: Then
0: he releases judgment against the land. Because he couldn't count 10 righteous people. They've gone to do politics. They've gone to mobilize. Brethren, let's think about it for a moment. This amount of mobilization we are doing for PVC, if we did it for six months for righteousness... If we did it for six months and we all say no, none of our pastors will be allowed to lie to collect money from us. Let the pastors start it. If we did this for six months against sexual immorality, let us do it for six months now against walking in uncleanness, in lying and cheating. Why don't we do it? They say God can save anyway. He can save with PVC. I said so. He can also save without it. My people, it's very painful when I watch pastors. And like I said, those of you, if you follow me on Twitter, I say it's obvious we don't understand the scriptures or the power of God. If God anoints you and says, You are going to be my person, I'm going to make you president.
1: <laughs>
0: you don't is our God. When he anointed David, he brought men who had fought longer than him to come and serve him. He, he, that's what he did. He brought people that knew more warfare than David. He said, look, I have command of my brethren. This one can sling with the left and the right at a strand of hair from a distance of a hundred feet. He will not miss. All of them are like that. This one fights with the left and the right with his sword. This one can run 24 hours non-stop. Everybody, yes. Those guys. They, they, they lay down his sword and said, oh God, we are here at your command. Anything you want. Just point in that direction. Good men, bad men, everybody. <laughs> Criminals followed. Righteous people followed. Even priests came. Yeah. Priests will collect effort, run. You remember the carry act follower? I'm telling you. Why the anointing of God was upon him? You Now see us here, lip sweating. Brethren, let us enthrone David. O. if we don't enthrone David, o. brethren, I say, hey! Some of you, you are not. You look, if you know, what they call the power of God. Let me say to Christians in this country: this try and gather. See, let me. You know, I was saying there are two things. One, you can believe a lie. You can believe a lie that you are plenty in number, and that if you can gather your number. Have you seen pastors say it? You can gather your number, we'll be able to take anything we want. And ask them, Do you read the Bible? And obviously, you don't. Because your trust is in numbers. Listen to me, anytime you count numbers, to as to trust in it, listen to this is the word of the Lord. The Lord will send a wasting disease amongst your armies. That's what he does. It's the reason why when David got up to go and number Israel, God said, Oh, his number. Nothing sport. Go and count. Count them more and keep them healthy. That's what God said. Counting them, when you finish, make sure they are healthy. Because go and check. David did not number everybody. He did not number old men. He did not number small boys. He did not number women. He did not number priests. He numbered only men of war. Men of war. So he could rally his army any time. So he said, David, he said, Job, Job said, Olga, when I joined you, when I joined this ministry, You told us we don't need big men. You told us... see, that's why I left. You know that time I I was working in Savannah Bank before they closed it. I left. Because you told us that God is with us. This one that you are sending me to go and kill at the door of Eze Dinopo is a problem now. Yeah. That's what they were telling David. Okay. I don't have a problem. You are the boss. If you say go, I will go. Just like it's strange. When we began, you said we'd no big man. Now, I have joined APC since I came here because of bullion vans that have missed their way. So I don't get it. Is that not what they said? That GPS was not working. <laughs> bullion over entered the wrong address. And okay, what they say, why did it not enter my house? I love Nigerians. You know, we are comedians. Whether we are serious or not, real comedians don't laugh. They will say it. The way you know some of us are not comedians, we too will laugh. Real the comedians, they will say it with a straight face. Now you go, they laugh. Laughing is your problem.
1: <laughs>
0: this guy sat is sad. We'll say. Anyway, make it not so short. You are telling the guy that, "Oga oh David, when we joined this ministry, you told us the Lord is with us. And we fought battles with you, and we saw the Lord on our side. You and I stood one day and defended a plot of farm, of beans, against an army. You know, we won. Did we need a large number? That's what Job was telling David. I don't think this is the right thing, no. Because, you know, you're the boss, so. You know, those guys could not challenge David. They just begged him, say, Lord, will you reconsider, my Lord? Please reconsider. The guy said, You are going to number my army for me. Joab did that work. Reluctant. He didn't finish the numbering. Yes. After some time, he said, Don't do We don't count and finish. You have one million soldiers. Whatever be the number, I forgot it now. Say said, well, You have some soldiers. David said, Okay. That's when the prophet showed up. said, David, see how powerful you are right now. He <laughs> said, The Lord said, I should tell you, just choose one of three things. And you will use your army to defend against any one of them. You yeah, to take three years of farming, three months running before your enemies, or just three days in my hands. You can use your army to defend against anyone, it's not, it's not a problem. <laughs> David looked like, oh my God, what was I thinking? You know the rest of the story. What I want to bring out is the lesson inside. The lesson was you thought you had strength, you thought you had energy, you thought you had people. And you see, you see pastors these going around, campaigning on the fact that the church we have plenty. Don't you see that lie? So, in, for those who don't know, let me tell you the word of the Lord again. I'm not in position. I'm not discussing with you. I'm a spiritual person, so I'm here to teach you. No, you, know, I'm telling, you know, there's no point in pretending. I magnify my office. There are two things I'm telling you, and the second one is more important. Number one, you may be believing a lie. When I told you that the redeemed did not have twenty thousand members in Enugu, you were shocked to hear it. As said, was it last year. Or two years, two years ago, they didn't have twenty thousand members in Enugu. In the whole of Enugu State. You didn't, you, Anna, that's not to say Redeem is a bad church. I just know you thought that they were like one million. Most of those parishes, there are fifteen people there inside. Please, please, you guys, don't misunderstand me. Okay, the one at Udiwa has thirty people. As at twenty 30, twenty twenty three. Three members, pastor, his wife, and one person, the guy, the guy on technical equipment. <laughs> Look, I have, this ministry used to have only my wife. It's not an insult. We are telling ourselves the truth. There was a time this ministry was just my wife, me, and Diji. Digi is my younger brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, let me tell you. The truth. See, one day I traveled. I, see, we didn't used to know without you because all of us came together in the car. And when you marry a pastor, you're in trouble. You must go to church. Even if you're a wicked spirit, you must go to church. If you're a wicked soul, you will go to church. If you're an member, you will go to church. You know I mean? Your husband is a pastor. So one day I traveled. Because I came back to town late. I went straight to Bible study. I knew that I couldn't go home. It's not these days. They were, mobile phones are not become like this then. So I went and sat in front of the Bible study. My wife was at home waiting for her husband. I didn't go with the car. We went by public transport. My friend and I. She was at home waiting for me, so she couldn't leave the house. And I went straight to Bible study, so I couldn't. I, didn't, I couldn't even tell her I had come back. So I sat downstairs, not anybody passing. We passed by me, and nobody passed by me. I sat out there for one hour. When it was so clear, nobody going there. I went home. Yes, but you know, if I had gone home early, I wouldn't have known that. Was to, because we all entered the car and drive to church. where we could have held the church in our sitting room? Yeah. Membership would have been complete. <laughs> See, go and listen to Man on Assignment. Understand the New Covenant. Congregation, they were, yeah, there were no more than two, three people. Of course, we recorded everything. Man on Assignment was the first series we did. And they followed by understanding the New Covenant. That time, the church was done. So It's So I'm not yapping anybody. When I tell you that redeemed church at that particular church has three members, is to the glory of God and the edification of the church. Is that not so? Yes. Many of you, many people here know Covenant Christian Center in Lagos. Now not called Covenant Nation. All right? I was attending the in Lagos. Midweek service. Midweek service. If you reach 10, it's a good week. Yes. Sunday would be plenty small. You no, know, say plenty this must Not like the whole place will go full like that. We reach the number here. Sunday, I've got that. There was a time, pastor, but he stopped midweek services. He said there's no point. The people were not attending. But it happened to be shortly before the church exploded the number. So that stoppage did not last long. They started it again. So I'm just trying to emphasise the fact that so I'm not yapping anybody. It's a normal thing. Look to your father Abraham. I called him a then I multiplied him. So the time of a loan happens. That's what we're saying. Now, why am I saying all of these things? Eh? Sometimes we just believe lies. We misjudge our numbers. We misjudge what the number was given to us to do. God is not counting your physical number. He's counting your spiritual number. When it comes, can he count 10 righteous people who practice righteousness? Pastors who don't lie with the word of God to raise money. God went into Israel to count. He saw nobody. Only Jeremiah looked. He said, ah, surely they will count the high priest. Because the high priest are killing first. He looked to the left. Every priest was a, was, a, was, was a criminal. Was an adulterer. Every single priest and Levite. God couldn't count them. He told Jeremiah, go and mark the angel. Jeremiah was hearing, go and mark everybody that, that sighs and groans over the iniquity in this land. The rest were indifferent. They didn't care. He said, if they want to be gay, let them be gay now. They were not countable. If you tolerate Jezebel, you can't be counted. At the end of the day, only Jeremiah was marked. Because of Jeremiah, see why I have to destroy everybody? I Meanwhile, they were saying, if they, all Israelites can gather together, they will fight off the oppressors. It makes me laugh. The real number God is counting is spiritual. Number one point. Second point, which I said is more important is that even if your physical numbers were enough, once you think it is leverage, hear ye the word of the Lord. The Lord of hosts will send a wasting disease amongst your numbers. That's what he does. That is what he does. That is what he does. Your churches will split. You won't know what's dividing them. Because it's politics. All these nonsense people who are talking. I know, I have information. When governors give these pastors money, they collect from Muslim governors? Collect from. Yeah. Ah, leave this noise they are making. It... But my emphasis is that they are not, they are not, they are not against corruption. Do you know, I know, Fact. men of God take titles because of politician settlement. See, if we go to government house, for example, now those guys they don't know the difference, so they just use uh, your title. So if I say this is brother, Okemote, nothing for him. <laughs> His envelope, eh? he go thing like new naira note that is cast. you know that kind of thing. <laughs> but if I now say, okay, this is dickin they go up and small. Yeah, these guys do it. I tell you, yes. Yes. and then listen, you know, are yeah, gonna laugh. If you say it's deacon, the money if you go up to 10k. If you say it's pastor, do this. Aha! 20, 25. But when you say it's bishop, 100 k, or do this. I'm telling uh, when you, ask bishop, the one is in the boot of the vehicle. Leave that <laughs> uh, uh, Listen, I am telling you what we know. And the truth, the, even northern Nigeria, Muslim governors, they do it. Because everybody wants peace. You know, ministers will go and be ordained bishop for that purpose. You will see one small boy wear robe. Pulls cap for head. Wear chain like this. Dangling. Because a, a politician, he calls corrupt.
1: So same we should come
0: and mobilize. Let me not give you my own what my spirit is saying against. It. I just give you the word of the Lord. The law says, if you finish mobilizing, I will send a wasting disease amongst your members. What the Lord is counting the spiritual numbers. The church should wake up to righteousness. Ah, I keep in case you are listening to this one is not this season. This is January, well February now, twenty twenty three. Elections end of this month for us, so that's why it's so hot in the air. What the church should be. What I expect the church should be doing now. You've you heard this nonsense. Take their money, vote your conscience. You've heard my answer also. Once you take the money, you have no conscience. Why are you lying? So take their money, vote your conscience. There's no money to take now anyway. Thank God for that. <laughs> Do you know? I'm telling you, I'm owing 520 naira on OPA. <laughs> Ain't joking, man. I told the woman, you get POS? <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, you see, I don't get it. I said, that case, I can't pay you. I got it. I ate it. She wrote it down. Her oh, guys owe me up my money. I said, if you have POS, let me give you home. <laughs> my wife came home the other day. with a lot of money. I said, wow. I saw two fat bundles. I said, my God. <laughs> Praise God. Open up, fifty nine. <laughs> <laughs> two fat bonds, everything, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that two fat bonds in our favor. That because God made her know people. She wakes inside the bank, say, I need cash. They say, Ma, what can we do for you? And I say, I'm, I am not going unless you give me cash. And I say, okay. Now, one thousand. I Say, what do I going to one thousand? I say, we got to fifty. Now, she spendable. One guy go POS. They give me five, five,
1: five
0: <laughs> Yeah, five, five Big bundle like this. <laughs> five, five nine. Please, if you want to sell your vote, just carry your cannabis must go, go, because they are giving you the sack, man. The Lord is good. So they said, they said take, your, take your, your money and vote your conscience. I said, it's nonsense. If you, have, if you take the money, you don't have any conscience. So leave that This is what I teach the Christians walk away. They are sharing money to buy votes. Yeah, I'm not selling. I give one of my classmates. said, this is your money they took. I said, who told you this is your money? Says said, it's your money. I said, which money is your own? I said, which one of money is your own? Your money they took. I said, don't worry. Your mega will soon decide that it's, it's his money that you are using to live large in that house. Yeah, yeah I said, no. If everybody can decide which money is their own. I said, my sister, you are begging for anarchy. The point I'm making is that so God requires... Okay, okay, I know what I said. I'm not digressing to politics. Okay? What God is really counting... Let me just get back to that point. What God is really counting is spiritual. So the, as a church, we should mobilize our numbers in spiritual things. This is our focus on if we can come together. God will judge it. Even if we came together, he will frustrate us. Even though, naturally speaking, it doesn't work. But even if we were to work he will make sure he does not. Because he's not afraid of numbers. He's not impressed by numbers. He can make all your enemies vote for you. He can do it. He can do it. When you talk like this, people think that you are saying that people shouldn't go and vote, that's what I'm going to say. I keep on saying, listen, let's get it clear. What I am saying is clear. Voting is a civic duty. Do it. Knowing that God will still appoint his person. And that you and your friends or church members are not powerful enough to compel God to appoint anybody. And if God is appointing the person you love, he will make your enemies join you. Do you get what I'm saying? And whoever he appoints will will do the will of God in your life. And that is what I think should be most important to all of us. That God, though. see that seat, which I wrote in that little book, I have claimed it. Whoever sits there, I don't care what your head is made of. The day you sit, the Spirit of God must possess you to do me good. The Spirit of God must possess you to do the church good. The Spirit of God must possess you to do the nation good. You will establish righteousness and justice. And by your hands, God will establish peace. In the name of Jesus, there will be prosperity. No, there are things that, I said, no, whoever you are, don't care. And it's a sinner that says to you, your PVC is your power. No, you're a child of God. Your PVC is your civic duty. Your power is on your knees. Because the real power belongs to God. Your PVC is not your power for change. Don't be stupid. That statement is blasphemous. I say it again. People didn't like when I said it, but I will say it boldly. And I say it as I'm preaching the word of God. That whoever painted that picture that interrupted a young woman praying with a Bible in her hand, praying for the nation, and they brought a hand, purportedly the hand of Jesus, and was given a PVC, the person is a sinner. The person has no regard for the Lord Jesus Christ or does not understand the scriptures nor the power of God. Like I said, that picture is so if you open your eyes, is it just an evil photograph? The photograph is evil. Why? The hand came from the back. The hand had a plaster. You don't dish PVC, it don't cut them. You know, it's evil. No, God just made sure they did it like that. The hand came from the back. It's the hand of the devil. Pretending to be the hand of Jesus Christ. How do I know it came from the back? And he had a plaster. Somebody say I'm taking it too seriously. No, I'm not. That is the heart of the church expressed. It needs to be corrected. It needs to be corrected. That is the heart. That's where they kept their heart. Idol. Don't. Idol. Don't. Idolatry. Don't and it needs to be corrected. It has to be corrected. You can't live your life believing a lie. Believe a physical lie, live a spiritual lie. People tell me things like it's because church has not woken up. That's why we have not had good leadership in Nigeria. I said that is true. It's very true, but not the kind of wake up you are thinking. The wake up they should wake up is let start preaching the truth. Let then come to church, all, all pastors shouting PVs. Come to church every Sunday, and say to them: If you stole from government, don't bring it here. Say it. If you took money from a corrupt politician, don't give it an offering here. And say to the politicians: Okay. Sorry, for certain reasons you cannot do thanksgiving here. That is the wake-up we need. That is the wake-up we need. For those who want to know the kind of wisdom the church can operate, I've said it again and again. It's common sense. I don't know why we don't seem to have it. PFN. can should gather together. Draft a position paper based on scripture. Of what a leader should be as far as God is concerned. You live in a secular nation. I'm not aware of all the leading candidates whether anyone is born again. You live in a secular nation. Anybody can be ahead of say That's not the problem I'm making. So, we're not saying that you must be baptized and speaking in the other tongues. Is that what we're saying? Just as a church, this is what we think you should do. Fairness, justice, equity, freedom. You know, just say some things. Write it and go to every presidential candidate. There are 14 of them. Oh, you didn't know there are 14. There they were four.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this one even said three. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Two? <They> are fourteen.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, they don't reach eighteen now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah,
0: okay, okay. So I believe we agree that they are not. there are more than a dozen. <laughs> yes, sir. No, the last list I saw. Okay, maybe it's been updated. Oh, there are plenty. Go to each one of them and give it to them. That if the Lord were to make you the head of state, this is what he wants you to do. And you put that together with fasting and praying, not with anger and vexation. And you know some people go and write it down and say, hey, ask we want minister for petroleum. Do <laughs> you know when, you just know when spiritual bibs are talking? How can you go and tell them that Ascan we want minister for petroleum? What are you? Your kingdom is of this world? You can't do that. You talk spiritual principles. There has to be justice. Tell them that there's no reason why anybody should lynch anybody and go scot-free. These are the kind of things you address. Why should the policeman have a right to just arrest and lock up somebody on an allegation that is not investigated? Those are the things you should address. Why should our justice be so slow? Why should I sue somebody? Six years later, the judge is still adjourning, not because he's wicked or wants to be bribed, but because his work is so much. Those are the kind of things you address. Because justice is important in the land. If one I makes me stop wrongly and deflates my tire, I should be able to walk to court and have justice in this. Yeah. Then they will stop it. According to you, that leadership by ambush be yeah. Once will stop. This is a no parking area. You say, Where's the sign? There's no sign. It decides there's no parking. Where's the road marking? No road marking. These are the kind of things you address. You write all those things down and say, my brother, my sister, if God makes you head of state, this is what you should do. Then pray for the individual and go to the next person. And literally don't care whoever God will appoint of the more than a dozen and a half, at least, the one we are counting and we are saying up to 18. Really don't care. The after you finish can business, the individually, you will now settle down and decide. I know this man from childhood; he's a man of honor. I will vote for him. This guy, I've read his pedigree; he's a good man. I will vote for him. That guy said, "No, that man with his pedigree, I don't trust him. I trust this other one more." Then we'll come to the same church and vote for 18, 18 different persons, and we'll laugh at each other. That will beat your candidate. Ah, we will laugh and we'll be friends. Because we all are in agreement that righteousness will prevail. So we are counting, that is God is counting spiritual accounts. It's those who practice righteousness, they are the ones that cause the salt, they are the ones that count. And those who teach righteousness, who exemplify righteousness, they are the light. That is, the ones that people are looking up to to say, this is how to do it. This is a path to follow. They are giving direction to people. They are the ones that he calls light. And God requires the salt and the light to be able to bless a land. The salt prevents judgment. The light causes advancement. I hope you're getting my point. Judgment must be stayed. The hand of judgment must be stayed. It's the salt that does that. But progress must come. It's the light that does that. So Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. That's what we are as believers. We are the salt of the earth, and we are the light of the world. Because of us, God will spare our land. Yes. God will not let judgment come, because we deserve, oh God, we deserve it. But God will show mercy. He will show mercy. Because he has come, he has counted. He said, no, don't rain judgment on them. I have found my salt in the place. But he said, but for there to be progress, there has to be light. The people must practice and teach righteousness. Not only practice it, they must exemplify it. They must make their life so shine that men will see their their good works and people will be able to emulate and copy them. And whatever opportunity I give them, when I give them platforms, they must instruct the people on how to do righteousness and justice. That's what it means to be light. Now, please, let me just remind us of what I said last time and then hopefully I'll be able to round off with that. I said, human life and experience—the experience of human means come in three levels. Remember that: the spiritual, next level; level of the soul, and then the physical, the environment, the you know, the outward. For us believers, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Somebody say amen to that. Our sins have been forgiven. We have been reconciled to the Father. We have been selected, elected, and appointed. We are seated in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. Amen. Because we are seated with Christ in God. Amen. That is, our lives are hid with Christ in God. Amen. We are seated with Christ on the right hand of the Father in a position of authority. Amen. All curses, ancestral curses, have been broken. Amen. All the sins of our childhood have been forgiven. Amen. All negative words spoken against us have been wiped off. Amen. Every decree written against us because of our sins or the sins of the ancestors, they have been wiped away by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We are no longer slaves. We have been set free. The curse of Noah does not apply to us. Why? Because we have the blessing of Christ. The blessing of Christ is superior to every other curse. It's superior to any curse and superior to every other blessing. Every other blessing is subsumed in it. Nobody is more blessed than the one who believes in Christ Jesus. Yes. Nobody is more blessed than he that is accepted in the beloved. Yes. No one. Sometimes I hear Christians talk this rubbish. It's absolute rubbish, absolute crap, absolute nonsense. That you need to bless a Jew so you can be blessed. The Bible says that promise was to Abraham and to his seed. The promise that whoever blesses you, I will bless. He said it was to Abraham and his seed. What does that tell you? It is the person who blesses the Christian that is blessed. The real blessing. Nobody is more blessed than the one that is in Christ Jesus. Who is like the one blessed of the Lord? No, that's what he said. The, 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 the Moses was prophesying in, in, in Deuteronomy 33. There's none that's, ble- that's like the one blessed of the Lord. And there are two, you know, there are two women there. There is a son of promise and the son of the bondwoman. And he said, the of Jacob, holding on to the old covenant, they are sons of the bondwoman. He said, but those who have believed in Christ Jesus, they are the sons of promise. They are so blessed. Sometimes here, some preachers preach, and wonder, do you read the scriptures? He say, you pray and face Jerusalem and begin to pray for Jerusalem. There's Jerusalem from above. Ha? Huh? Don't you know that? Yes, there is Jerusalem from above. There's Jerusalem from above. That's the one you should focus on. He said, peace be upon the Israel of God. He said, we are the true circumcision who worship in the spirit and have no confidence in the flesh. We are the true circumcision. Don't ever forget it. What am I going to say? You are blessed. Amen. Oh, you are just so blessed. Yes. I need to say this again. It's a lie. That they said something your grandfather buried is worrying you. It is a lie. Please, let's not insult Jesus Christ. That's the spiritual level for us. It's confirmed, it's sealed, it's unshakable. It can't be touched. It cannot be touched. It cannot be corrupted. But I said at that time, let's be careful that we do not engage in the deeds of the flesh. Because even though God is our father, he's also a just judge. So if you engage in the deeds of the flesh, Satan will use that as accusation against us. I said spiritual things tend to provoke and promote, that is keep sustained the things of the level two. That is somebody on that cause will learn bad habits that provoke judgment. Some of those habits are easy to teach. And they are easy to carry on. So what we need to do is to learn the ways of the Lord. So you, don't longer, you no longer walk, Paul said to us, as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds. You're no longer in darkness. You can't continue to walk like Gentiles. Now you walk like children of light. You cleanse yourself of all defilement of flesh and spirit and perfect holiness in the fear of God. It's important we understand that. It's a job we have as believers Every day we sit down to soak in divinity, we said last time. We learn the way of truth. We learn the way of righteousness. We learn the way of justice. We learn what is right to do in the eyes of God. We said that Paul, he wrote from Ephesians. It's a beautiful book to look at that from chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, into chapter 4. The middle to chapter 4, he finished with the established, the spiritual, and said, let's now come to the physical. How are we supposed to walk? It became practical. And he said, without walking like this, these promises we have, it was wrote that to the Corinthians, will not be affected. He said, Since we have these promises beloved, let us cleanse ourselves of all defilement of flesh and spirit. It's the same principle. In that in the Ephesians chapter from middle of chapter four he began to explain. Speak the truth to one another. Don't try to defraud one another. Don't walk in sexual immorality. Don't lie. You know, he kept on giving those practical things. Because without those things, the promises of God that he established from Ephesians 1 all the way to that earlier part of 4, even though they are real in the heavens, they will not be outwardly manifested in our lives. And that's why salvation is taught on three levels. That's why there are three levels of salvation. There's salvation that is done, final. Then there's salvation that is continuing. It's called sanctification, ongoing sanctification. That's why we have been saved, but we are also being saved. We are being transformed by the renewing of our minds. We are stopping to walk in ignorance and the futility of the flesh. We are stopping it. We are learning how to walk according to that recreated spirit in righteousness and in holiness of the truth. We are learning not to fear the fears of the people. We are learning not to call the confederacy what they call a confederacy. Just an aside. Please, again, aside, aside, All right. (laughs) I hope you don't mind. (laughs) Please let me remind us, believers, never walk around as if you are under oppression. You know, God helped me early in life with really different ways. I have I can't remember ever feeling inferior to anybody. I can't remember it. I can't remember it. I don't to do what we have and what I don't have. Or what I have, what you don't have. It doesn't have anything to do with it. I just maybe early in life, as a young, you know, young man on campus, we were taught the word of faith. And they pump into our heads every time. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. God loves you. The reference is you are God's masterpiece. That when God wanted to do the best he could do, he did you. That when God wanted to show, oh boy, I try. You know that kind of thing? I shall be something. I can do. I can do and undo. I can do anything. I can create the universe. And I said, everybody, watch. See what I'm about to bring out. And then he brought you out. And the whole universe says, wow. Let me use the words of Derek Prince. the Prince. What's most dramatic is that when God wanted to bring out his best, he didn't go to the best shop. He went to the junk heap. He looked for the sinner. He looked for the one that has been rejected. He used that one to bring out the best he could ever do. That God can't do anything better than that he has done, which is called you. I learned that very early in life. The problem we had when we were on campus was arrogance. And then the kind of they used to preach to us. That one sister was going one day, maybe she crossed the road. One policeman or soldier said, "Come, you, kneel down here." She was begging, "Sorry, sir," he was begging. She stood up, said, "I'm a child of the king. I don't need them for anybody." That's what they taught us, so we went around behaving like that. And that, before that soldier could get angry, a superior officer appeared from nowhere and said, "Let her go." And that was our kind of testimony. We felt like causing trouble everywhere. Telling. <laughs> no, that was the kind of. I'm telling you, let's want to study ahead on campus. We're taught to feel superior, you know. All things are yours. Yes. Yeah, that's the scripture. And we believed it. Yes. I have never, see, I have never, ever been one to say, you deny me this thing. Eh, because eh, me. If I apply to something, you don't give me. I say to you simply, the Lord has not granted it to me yet. In my heart, has said, you are not big enough to deny me of anything. You are not, and until now, I believe it. You are not big enough. A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. That's the way I look at it. The first time my wife went to the British Embassy. <laughs> oh, when she finished, she called me from Abuja. Did they give you a visa? She said no. That uh, the young guy who interviewed her, let me add my own words, insulted her husband. Like insulted me. They didn't say it like that. It was that the guy said that uh, she didn't give enough evidence. She was carrying kind of my little boy. I That she didn't give enough evidence that when she gets to UK she won't go out and look for work. I want to say, we are streaming. If you see the kind swear within my belly, for that little. Expatriates me like this. In, ah, her sister called from because her sister lives in the UK. That one called and said, Anyway, make it down sure. There were some people they they didn't find on time that she said she was supposed to call her that morning. My wife didn't know she was supposed to call her, you know, stuff like that to get some document. You no, know, that one now said that uh, the depends that she will host her and that there's no proof that they are related. I said, Don't they speak English in your country? This is British Embassy. That are you a normal? Is a woman? Is a woman? They are both married. They bear their husband's name. And all of you are transgender, so you don't get the point. Because where we come from? <laughs> Do you get my point? In my mind, where we come from? When you marry a man, you take up his name. This is her elder sister. She bears one black man's name, she bears another black man's name. I mean, what's wrong with you people? Now, this i saying. So the sister was so angry. That one is a UK citizen. So she was so angry that uh, she, they, they are going to protest the decision. I told my wife, like, enter the next plane and come the, back home. It's a protest decision not to grant you visa. Were you going there to, to go and beg? What? I was so angry. I said, make it, That's angry. my attitude. I said, obviously it's not time. Leave that thing. I said, obviously it's not time. The Lord said it's not time. Of course. Next time she was going, didn't have any problems at all. Next time she was going, she packed off her children. Okay, my children are going with me. They granted them visa, no problem. Of course, stayed there for a few weeks and came back home. What's all of this? Uh, you know, according to Trevor Noah, it is, it is, it is, it is, it, you can be so arrogant about this in your country because today now you're having five days of summer. You know, it was helping them in a the comedy show. That, it's not as great as you think. We like it back home. Yeah, it was happening there. So what's all this noise? You think everybody wants to come to the UK? It's not as great as you think, really. And that has always been my attitude. Always been my attitude. Always been my attitude. Always been my attitude. Been my attitude. And I told you this story, of course. I know you're tired of hearing this story, but I will tell it again. First I went to the American Embassy, I had this same attitude. So they said, put money in your account. I didn't have my total balance was not 1000 dollars Now that was about one twenty. I had a hundred thousand naira total. The lady looked at me was shocked. I said, hey, not be false If you know give me, give me my passport. I'm going back to my house. Me that when I finally reached there. After two weeks, I was mark I used to do funny things. I would write the number of these to go on, on the paper and be canceling it every day. You know, when I say we run I run, I don't want to come back. I wanted that. Are you normal? I've always wondered that. whether you're okay. I don't get See, I don't get it. Now, I'm not saying you're totally crazy, but I mean, I'm just wondering what's wrong with you? Especially when you don't have the correct uh, documentation. That's the one I don't get. There's one guy, is, um, whose friend is he? Is he his real friend? Okay, what's his friend now? Was he in Kazan? The one that uh, packed his wife and children, launched for a motel in America, doesn't even know where to go next. Yes. Yeah, not a joke. It's not your friend. <laughs> he can't be your friend. Seriously. This guy didn't have any plans. Visiting visa for himself and his wife and maybe two children or something. Visiting visa. He can't reach America. can stay for a motel. No, some people eh, they are the proof that ancestral curses are still alive.
1: <laughs> it has to
0: be. No, no, no. They must have used their head to do para You know we talked about last time. They must have. You know some things people do—you can see you are walking under a curse, even though Jesus has delivered you. You walk into another one. Like one man said, they said that. Uh, hmm, they were yapping, though. They were yapping, yapping. Some people, you know, there are some things you don't joke with. Some people are just joking, saying, hmm, "Even Nigerians believe these days." If they bring slave ship now, many Nigerians will enter. You know what one guy said? Uh, I'll go buy my chain self. Before the time you say chain, don't finish. Okay. To enter a slave ship. You no, know, there are things you say. It's got to mark it down. Yes. So you, you are ending this life as a slave. Oh. Because then there's no problem. You will end this life as a slave. You will go to that country at 65. Eh? You will see you walking as if you just arrived. When your friends you left behind are picking teeth, at 10 a.m., at 11, they are doing village politics. You know, that's how you know people that you don't have any other thing to do. They will be doing village, having village meeting. That's how you know that you don't see young young boys there having village meeting. This is how once a year. And you say, "I'm going to the village." You look at the person that no, you know the head of the other family. They say we need to talk about uh, this joblessness and settlement. Do you get my point? What has settled you? So you don't have any, So you go there, sit down. The matter is to discuss whether Obuifie uh, Chukudi has a right to marry a second wife, all right? And especially that's what the matter. Was. But you arrive at ten. By six pm, people have not even mentioned the name. <laughs> First one hour to discuss discuss whether the kola we understand, we dialect. Then after that, who's supposed to pour the wine? They quarreled on who will pour wine, then who will pay the fine for opening the bottle without buying that? He said to me, you know, God has given you rest. You don't have any of that thing. So you have to occupy the day. At the end of the day, you now said that, Did the way we do good enough here get our summons? Even they new home movies. (laughs) Before these boys spoiled the roads, all these bad boys. At six o'clock, you now start driving back to Enugu. You don't have work. But your friend has said that I will carry my chain. At 65, he's running to Walmart. Is the teller for the day. He's still swiping and put double bag. Uh, thanks, thanks for shopping at Walmart. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for shopping at Walmart. Hope you had a nice experience. Your friends are settling, cheating, see, tie to matter at home, and eating fresh fruit and fresh pan wine, and drinking fresh pan when You are there, working in Walmart. You're 65. And if you dare not walk, winter is coming next month. You'll be homeless. Why? Because one day you open your mouth and said to God, I will carry my chin. Be very careful. Listen, I have never, never, never felt inferior to anybody. Ne- Felt, you know, I, I was like, what do you go, what, what do they see? Last time I went to the US, my friends wife was laughing at me that, Bank, you, are a very straight Nigerian. See, waiting. And I'm going back. I didn't have a, I didn't have boxes and box and boxes and boxes. She was, she was her that she just sent a lot of stuff home. They didn't know I was coming. I, you know, I, you know what, you, you are allowed two bags, you know, two checking boxes. I had one coming back that was half empty. I said, my sister, ask your husband. I almost didn't even come. Safe. It was because he came home for his uh, dad's burial on so, his mom's funeral. So we were talking at, at the end. I said, hi, my brother. I don't think I will be able to come for this trip. He, he said, you must come. I said, why? He said, they have already given me your ticket money. I said, eh. meanwhile, my visa don't expire. I have no to get an appointment. I had to use all kinds of methods. I left Enugu and came back to Enugu. Missed Enugu only for seven days. See, so I'm going back to my house. My wife is not in America. My children, some people are crazy people. You leave your fine wife and your handsome and beautiful children in Nigeria. And you are petting in America. God has not forgiven your sins. It's obvious. <laughs> It's obvious. Just come back home. Some can't come back. Do you know why? They can't go back. They can't come back because they can't go back. Please, just come back. You don't need to go back. Sometimes I just wonder. You say, ah, the place is very fine. I actually think it's very fine. You know, it's, it's a beautiful... Look, those countries are fine, you know? Maybe my apologies. I just don't notice. I don't, it doesn't strike me. Uh-huh. It's fine. So? So? I don't know whether you are getting my point. It's so? Have you ever packed to your friend's father's house just because it's his own house, his father, finer than your own? You just go and say, ah, I went to John's house, with a very fine house. Hey, praise God. Beautiful house. God bless him. Will you continue your own house? <laughs> do you get my point? Just start changing houses just because, Ha, huh? Oh boy. You, see, you get one my house, where I go for this ennoblo. In- Name of the father, of the son of the Holy I, I have seen houses. I've been around in this world. No, I've been. Uh, I've been to. I've been to fine houses. The one day we should go and greet one man. He's been very nice to us. There's something we are doing. They say, "Okay, yeah." Uh, since I'm the, I'm the spiritual director now, I should come. Uh, I say, "Okay." <laughs> when I enter the man's house. I said, Oga, your house is fine. I have to tell him like that. He said no. I said, sir, your house is beautiful. I said, whoa! I looked the compound like they said, Fad. Say we should enter. I see the height of the door. It'd be like board Khalifa.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, who opened those massive doors? First go to one big anteroom. You know, in my own house, my anteroom is where all of us sit down. he's uh, on No, just, no, the other anteroom was a foyer. Massive foyer, you know, with paintings here and there. I would just walk in past it, Father. <laughs> 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 then I said, Oh, that he's coming. We should sit in the other sitting room. went to one of the small, small sitting rooms. That's so big, he has two big televisions. Yeah, you just take. Take one corner, you know, is it two or three? A massive AC here and there. Because it's in the (laughs)
1: Because the man is
0: in is in the main sitting room with his people, they are having a discussion with hearing them laughing, that he'll soon be with us. Eh? And I can assure you, those are not the only two sitting rooms in the house. There are small, small sitting rooms for small, small boys like uh doing when they come, where they can sit (laughs) down. When the finale came, I said, ah, good evening, sir. Sir, your house is fine. God is with you. (laughs) We stayed with him for about an hour, an hour and a half. At the end, I went back to my house. (laughs) No, that's the gist. That's the summary of the gist. (laughs) I didn't park to his house. <laughs> I didn't say we'll build three here. No. <laughs> At the
1: end,
0: I went back to my house. It's like one day I told I went to Lagos. The day I went to Lagos, when the man, I went, just told this man that I will come to Lagos. Ah, we rode on the red carpet. Ah. The The man was very fun. When we arrived, they sent a e. Rolls Royce to pick us from the airport. And then he had the rest of us drive us around town the whole day. My wife and I, you know. In of our brother's wedding. I kind of officiated at the wedding. In fact, that day, you know, when I arrived, people said, these Lagos pastors. it is not no, no, this is an Enugu pastor. And they borrowed donkey. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I was escorted by police, you know, that kind of thing. Um, we had the hillocks with policemen inside. We had this black Rolls Royce. And then they opened the door. And I had this suit that fitted the rope, you know. Come on. Oh, my wife was looking like that, you know, so... <laughs> And uh, if, if I were you, I would think I owned the car too. <laughs> <laughs> the car was in mine, man. <laughs> I came down, you know, just uh, did everything. At the end of the day, ah, people say, Lagos passed us. Hey, it's not so. The next day, we went back. He okay, we put us in his hotel. Next day, I, t- I said, my wife she said, no, no, no. Your wife can't go. Out. Lagos is dangerous. I said, sir, I said, sir. Said, that she will use Uba. He said, no, no, Uba, no Uba. You can use Uba when you get back to logo. Oh, God. I said, okay. said, okay, then you send the car. So I said, excuse me, sir, can you send a small one? He said, okay, okay. So he sent a Range Rover, you know, because it had to be a small car. Yeah. Yeah, he sent the Range Rover. And me, when I went to go out, he put me in a tundra, Come out, me to, I went somewhere. So, so, that's we rode for Lagos for like two days. Then when we landed in Enugu, there was a care Optima waiting for us <laughs> <laughs> to take us back home. I didn't say because of Rolls Royce, I won't leave Lagos. <laughs> Have you? Is it my Rolls Royce? I, look. One line go. I said, sweetheart, please enter the other side. <laughs> I, I forgot who brought the Rolls Royce for him, the Optima for me. The, Optima. Then somebody drove in the airport. I just entered my Optima. Manual. But she said, zoom, 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 zoom. Put on for gear one. I drove to my house. I came back to my car. Entered my house. And I still remember the Rolls Royce and in case god is leading you to carry me in a bentley if i come to your own place fine i won't carry away your bentley i promise <laughs> i did not start believing god if i rose rise i begin to declare in the name of jesus as this ministry is moving forward <laughs> nothing like that it has served its purpose for the day <gasps> oh my of these things i have never felt inferior to anybody why? Maybe I'm too full of the Christ that is in me.
1: I'm
0: too full of the Christ that is in me. And I'm saying to you, Christ is in you. You're not defined by your certificate. You're not defined by your car. You're not defined by the money you have. After all, now everybody's on the same level. Cash wise. Can, can you believe I'm owing money or power money? No, in fact, one of my classmates said on this. They said, "Can you see how ephemeral this world is? How smoky—that is smoke." He said, "One simple government policy. People are removing their clothes in banks. You have seen it." Yes, yes. <laughs> that bad woman said, "Is because the distant Woman, said, me you know, they, I know they do again. That's what she, she come cloth. For back, she removed her cloth. Removed her cloth wearing only brown and, and cycling shorts. She I know they do it again. Close the account, give me my money. You know, Kizana, I've been telling you since collect your money. Collect your money. It's <laughs> a wake up. Collect your money. <laughs> Don't see him now. <laughs> look, my classmate said, I told her, I said, you are so bl-. That statement, eh? I just told her, I said, you are so blessed. But that statement, he said, look at it. He said, one simple government policy. Look at how people who had money have been turned upside down. He said, what are we, po-? that's what she said. So, said, all these are running up and down. What is it about? Donald Trump, there was a time, happened to Donald Trump those days. The changed government policy overnight was owing two billion dollars. Small government policy change. The man was owing two billion US dollars. The bankers are not the ones praying for him. So that because he has to pay. They were not the ones praying for him. That trying to restructure, trying to see how things will work. I read in this book, The Art of the Deal. Listen, you can't let anybody anything in this world define you. You can't. You can't let anything in this world define you. You wake up every, every morning be happy for what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. Yes. So, people are rejoicing in our ministry, we are big. Jesus said, Don't rejoice in the fact that your ministry is expanding. He said, Rejoice that your name is recorded in heaven. Yes. Who was it? Pastor Anito, yeah, at an the house on the rock, Abba. When I went to preach for him a few weeks ago, he told me one story. He was preaching in church. <laughs> no, when the house was t- telling a story, he said, When the house got to Abba? About maybe two years or so. After he got to Abba, you know, he was looking. The church was already a good number, maybe like a hundred people or so. Maybe second or third year or so. I'm not very sure of the number of years. So he said he was feeling that uh, maybe the church is not growing well. He was feeling by he was praying. And so one man now invited him. When God wanted to teach him a lesson. The man invited him to come and preach for him on his eighth anniversary. He said when he got there, 8th anniversary, he was doing like 2nd or 3rd year, and they were between 50 and 100 regular members. And he was saying that this church is not uh, growing well as fast. So the man invited him to come and preach for me on 8th anniversary. He so said, when he got there, first the church hall was very small, and total number of people, there's no more than 20. That's not the story. That's not the story. The story is, I said if you see the way the man was dancing, yeah, and his wife said, they are tambourine like this. They go dance like this. dance like. He said, I was looking at them. Eight anniversary. He went back home to repent. He said, God, I'm so sorry. God, I beg, I beg. Because I hope you are not too angry with me. He wasn't mocking at them. He was angry with himself. Say, are you mad? Look at what God has done for you. If you want to judge a natural basis. You want to judge a natural basis. Those people are not even as blessed as naturally speaking. He said, can you see the joy? He said, the man was dancing. His wife was dancing. They were dancing. Eighth anniversary. Their church was not more than one fifth of his own, that was doing like second or third. Yet their joy was like 20 times his own. So he we went back home and knelt down and said, God, I swear by Almighty God that I will never complain again. God, please. Anything you have not done for me, just take your time. Please, don't be angry with me. People of God. We refuse absolutely to define ourselves by any other thing than what we are in Christ Jesus. We refuse. We refuse. Absolutely, we refuse. Please let me just end with this, all right? Because I'm trying to get there. The Lord just wants to teach on it. We'll just leave it there. Please go and get this series. It will be like a completion of this one that we've been on, which is the culture of Christ. Is that the name of that series? The Culture of Faith, thank you. you. Please go and get the Culture of Faith series. I beg you. Because like I was saying, having settled the spiritual, which is what I've been talking about again now, having settled that spiritual, what God now says is that make a certain lifestyle your habit. Make a certain set of practices your lifestyle. Let me put it that way. Because they activate spiritual things. They make them real. We did that series, I forgotten how many messages therein. We talked about different things. How faithfulness must be our culture. Now what I just want to say today, alright, is that understand something. Christianity produces certain habits. Christianity does not hang in the realm of the spirit. Only those who enter the spirit know that something different about your life. is not true. Christianity produces practical, tangible Things. It affects the way you talk. You know, many of you here, you have a lot of respect for me, I know. Alright? Because you met me as Pastor Banky. Do you understand what I'm saying? The reason you came is because you heard me preach. So, de facto, start, you came to hear a man of God. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a man of God to you. <laughs> Do you understand my point? <laughs> so, you behave yourself around me generally. If you talk nonsense in my ear, the way I go take I caught for you like this, eh, you will change your mind. After, within a few weeks you've learned how to arrange yourself. You know, for that reason, eh, I think every person is a good Christian. But there's a place where people knew me before I became a minister. There are places like that. I have two. But one particularly, my classmates. I mean in their chat group. Some of you don't want to come to that chat group because the way they will abuse your pastor, you'll be like you you will fight. What name don't I get called? One told me last week, say, he said, you know you're a Biafran pastor, your brain has been fried. <laughs> no, don't be angry. No, that's how we Something led to it. He said, some people are still supporting this government. So he mentioned some names. He said, don't mind them. He was quoting some that their brain is pain them. No, and another guy asked that. why don't you mention Banki's name? So he said, that one. He say said, Biafran pastor, his brain has been fried. Don't worry, it's just, just men. yapping now. The person you're helping me is the chief medical director, so you understand what I'm saying? Hey. So, you not know, a small boy.
1: Hey.
0: But no, don't take offense. Just, you know, these are... I mean, boys, we're so together, you know, secondary in, in university, a lot of that. I mean, but where I'm just going, I'm telling the whole story, is that that's one place where I really see people express themselves. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying it. And those who are believers sometimes will pick fights. In fact, the person I've fought strongly the most with is a Christian. All right? Why? Because people express themselves you know, freely there. And I look and say, I told one two days ago, I said, you think it's funny this thing you do, in which you are never grateful about anything, all you do is complain. I say, just let me let you know, in heaven it is not. I said, we may be laughing here, but it's not funny. That you, now, this is my message for you here today. I said, my brother, you have this attitude of always looking for problems to complain about. Like now, the currency issue, this cash crunch that we're having now, which you all know is a policy problem, which can be solved overnight. Yes. You understand? In a short period. The president has promised to fix it in seven days from day before yesterday, so five more days, all right? Now, I'm not here to defend or not defend the policy, but the way people relish in using it to prove That the government has no sense, and the government has no plans, and that Nigeria is a useless country. I told one of them as he was talking, I said, my friend, go and manage the teacher's strike in London. Stop talking. Yeah, Yeah, the teachers are on strike. People don't know that. They have come to advertise, to come come and give you a job. Just know that they are also striking. So just know it's not exactly heaven. We are going in heaven at all. All right? So that's how we just hear. I said, look, my friend, go and manage your teacher's strike and stop talking when we are talking serious matters. They say supposed to coordinate something. I said, Him, coordinate anything, it won't work. Why? Because for every solution, you have a problem. Alright? Now, but this is where I'm going. I said, as a culture, I realize that a lot of people have habits that prevent heaven from manifesting. I just give you an example of one. Why I give the background is that most times people come around me, they behave when they're around me. They behave. Don't say that, don't let the Pastor hear you. In fact, one day, one of my classmates was added to our group. One of my friends in America said, "Welcome to this lively group, because they play there a lot." Said, "But let's give you a few rules. Don't insult the president of Nigeria, otherwise Banky is coming to get you." He told him from day one, "Said there are no good areas here. If you want to yap the president of Nigeria, just know that you and Banky will fight. If you want to yap Nigeria, just get ready for Banky's fight." Then they gave him some other ground rules but they know me very well. That's why I have the new title, APC pastor. I'm now a Shetima bishop, actually, ever since. Uh, you know those bishops that showed up? Uh, divided my name to the list of Shetima bishops. <laughs> What's the reason? They said, I'm always defending the government. And I said to people, I said, no, I'm not defending the government. I'm releasing a positive faith into the atmosphere for them. Now, I want to say something that will make you laugh. Have you noticed that nobody's been asking for ransom in the last two weeks? Yes. <laughs> Are you
1: serious)
0: I was a go travel now.) <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? That, between Makoto and Nasara, I think we should go. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that part. What I just told you that I've not heard anybody was picked up and somebody asking for anything. Because, look, you may say eat the person. Because the person is It's great. You know what you see? This life, you will see wonders. Yeah. This 2023, you will see wonders. Yeah. Please, have an attitude of thanksgiving. Yeah. Because some things you are growing about, they are the wonders of God. Ah, you will look back and say, God, I'm sorry I complained. Oh, God will work wonders for you. Amen. In very surprising ways, Amen. a certain disappointment will turn out really to be a blessing.
1: Amen.
0: You will see clearly that this thing is a blessing. Amen. Oh, Joseph is on my mind. Joseph looked at his life and said, so God was working. He looked to the left and looked to the right. Saw himself elevated in Egypt. Not for pride now, but for influence. He saw himself saving thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of lives. And he said, ah, my brothers thought they did bad. Meanwhile, God was doing good. Oh, the testimony of Joseph is your portion. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen the God that changes the past will manifest for you this year. In the name of Jesus. Amen. See, what was I saying? There are cultures that show that you're a believer. That's the point. There are cultures, habits. The habit of Thanksgiving. I said, one of my friends asked me, one of my colleagues, he said, oh God, tell us, so. Is Jesus coming soon. I said, what do you mean? He said, no, no. I mean like, did he say to you, when exactly? He said, we all know he's coming, but it looks like you know the date. I said, why? He said, because the thing we all of us, they pursue. You know they pursue huh? He said, no, no, no. They, they, you know something we don't know. He said, just tell us. Are we wasting our time? <laughs> no. He, he asked me. He said, no. That's the way you are behaving. Obviously, Jesus has told you that, don't waste your time banking. What they are looking for, I will come back before the, it manifests. Look, your faith must manifest in certain habits. Many years ago, when I went for NYC, I just finished my house job, so I came, I went to school, I, my house job was in what is now Ikiti State, then it was still part of Omdo State. So, I now went to school, which, is now, which was in Edo State, to go and pick up my call-up letter. I went home. So, my, when I came back home, my mother said, where did they post you? I said, Taraba State. She had never heard of Taraba she didn't know what was Taraba State. What? What is that? I said, Taraba. Ah, in this country. It had just been created. where the first set of coppers that went the posted with the call-up letter Taraba. It was created between the last NYC call-up and this one. I said yes. Taraba State, a new state. From of course, I just pointed it to her. That's the one they created from old Adamawa. Eh, and old Gongola. Gongola was split into Adamawa and Taraba. Ah, my brother sat down. She said, What are we going to do? I said, What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like, what is, like, mommy, what is we in this matter? I said, What I am going to do? That's what I told her. I said, What are we going to do? I said, What I am going to do is what I will tell you. I am going in, I'm packing my bag, and I'm going to NYC camp. I said, That's what what I am going to do. What she meant was that, you know, now many people don't know. These days you can select, you can, because of all the issues in Nigeria. Those days, NYSC posts you where they are posting you, and that's where you are going. Very few people had the power to change things. Like, ah, uh, what she meant was that, who do we know? Who do we contact? How do we change this? She said, "What are we going to do?" I said, "What are we going to do?" When did we, when did we start, start going for NYSC? It is I that I'm going. There's no we in this matter. I am going tomorrow. And I'm going to, so we just went out, you know, like, get, how do you get to um, Wukari? So it was, of course, I used the wrong way because we did not know. The me go somewhere towards Auchi. I crossed a river by boat. Yeah, it was a very funny way. But I got to Wukari after 12 hours of journeying through rivers and deserts and, uh, and forests. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I said, when you are going, when you get there, please write. There were no phones like this then. Please write. I said, I'm not going to write. He said, i said, oh, call me John. You know, when, when your mother is calling you, my husband is like, please now. I said, Mommy, you heard me, write. I am not writing you. She begged. I said, no, I am not writing. So she went bye-bye. I entered moto and disappeared. Thank God I didn't promise to write because I actually wrote and I got home before the letter. I was the one that picked the letter from the box. So you're waiting your. Because you say said, husband I'm still waiting your husband right. Now, why am I telling you the whole story? So I went, by the day I came back from camp, she was going out. They just came out of the gate of our compound and saw me. I was walking down the street. She fell on her knees there. She had not heard from me in over three, four weeks. Not now that you know there's a phone. The guy is gone. You don't know where he is. Now, why am I telling the whole story? One day, we're talking. Listen to this. We're just talking. She said, this was long after, long, maybe years later. She said, you have a way of putting somebody's mind at rest. She still remember when you wanted to go for NYC. I was so worried. She so just looked at me and said, me, I'm going. On. She said, you just picked your bag and left. He said, "You have a way of putting somebody's mind at rest." She told me this years after. Now, the point of, you know, if I had been done like normal child now, okay, mommy. So, who do we see now? Uh, you told, you said that I'm sick. Okay, tomorrow, next day, we have gone to Akure. The man travelled. We'll come back again. Then the man asked, so "Let me see what I can do." You missed that call up. Oh, by the way, I just one week. I don't you know. Things are different now. Those days, NYC started. Camp opened one day. You had late test. Three days, three days. Oh, okay, I, I think mine was a bit. They allowed us some then seven because I remember that I, I went late. Then like I got there the last day. Don't mind me. And after that day, you ain't entering that camp. So if you wanted to do rigmaro, rigmaro, hmm? You will. Not, that's you wait for another six months? You no, know, so the two batches. All right. I I just picked my bag and left. And she remembered years later that you have a way of putting people's minds at rest. When they were in the house, she came and said, Ah, I said, Always stand for truth, righteousness, right. Don't let anybody sway you because they are actually following you. You don't realize it. Don't let them sway you. When they came to me, and said, Ah, Uh, banking. It doesn't become banking, just making that one simple. He said, I wanted to tell you something. I said, What is it? He said, Your mates are living in their own houses now. You know, before they finished finish landing, I said, How many of them are teaching the Word of God on radio? That, that was my answer. Actually, you know, our program on radio was called The Way of Success. What I said, literally, I said, How many of them are teaching the Way of Success? I said, Your mates are living in their own houses now. I said, How many of them are teaching the way of success on radio? I said, My mates can build their houses. Please, I have work to do. He said, It's true, Sha. that' better be true. <laughs> Nobody's putting this guy under pressure. Nobody. Nobody's putting this guy under pressure. I just said, it flat. I, did, I didn't even break. I didn't even, you know, there are things you would think about. Jesus said, don't think about it ahead of time. I didn't even think about it. As long as he said it, I said, how many of these my so-called mates are preaching the word of God around this country? Now everybody in the house calls me pastor. That is, that's only there's, from my mother to my smallest brother. Everybody calls me pastor now. My name has vanished. They even call my wife, my sister calls my wife uh, Yad Those who understand, what, they know what that means. That this, um, the the, is, the way a, you know, the bishop's court. The, the pastors, uh, 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 yes, the personage. That's what they mean by Yad. That is the mama of the bishop's court. Yeah, because I said, nobody is putting me under pressure. When they said that you've stopped your private practice, I said, I have. I said, oh, why? I said, because I don't have time. Ministry I'm doing takes a lot of time. He said, but ministry is not giving you money. I said, so what are we going to do? No, some people will not say that you see, you have explained that you know, if you continue, you never can tell eventually. I said, no, 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 no. There's no explanation. I say said, ministry is not giving you money. I said, so what are we going to do? I'm not very good with speaking Yoruba because if I need to express myself well because I've lived out of there for so long. English has been my normal way of talking it's very, when I need to make my point, I have to switch, all right? So that day, I was talking to my mom. I was speaking in, <laughs> Yoruba, in Yoruba initially. But for me to make my point clear, I had to switch to English. I said, so what are we going to do? Are we going to say, because it's not making money, we will not do the reason why God gave us life? I said, this was why God gave you the power to conceive him." I told my mother that. But what she always says, is, it's true,
1: it, Ah,
0: Why not go true? See, whether people will agree with you or not, it depends on your conviction. She knew I was not, this could not be negotiated. I'm talking about Christian culture. You have to have have, there are certain cultures that are ours. We are not grumblers. We are full of thanksgiving. We don't feel inferior to anybody. That's why I began that. I mean, you walk around, you know, people come and say, you are discriminated against me. Think about Nigeria of today. I'm not from Eastern Nigeria, naturally speaking. I've lived in Enugu since the year 2000, continuously till today. So if I wanted excuses for discrimination, don't think I would have found, but I've never said it one time. Did it ever happen? The truth is I don't know. I know the truth. I don't care. The truth is that I don't know, and I don't care. So one reason why I don't know is because I don't care. But like I say all the time, let me be honest with you. Now this is not to brag on Enugu. I have never felt like switching Enugu for another city in Nigeria. I don't know whether I get my point. That I wish I was in, I wish I was in Abuja or in Lagos or Port Harcourt or Ibadan or Akure. You know, never. For what now? I, do you know, I don't know whether I get my point. I have, I, I don't wake up in the say, hey. Maybe I should move to this place. No. It doesn't cross my mind. I feel like an owner. I don't know what I are to my point. But now we get this place. Now we get out. Her. Here they talk. After it is written, the earth is a lot. And the fullness thereof. What are you talking about? My father owns this land. So, I don't feel inferior to anybody. If anybody thinks he can oppress people, I will use you for target practice, spiritually. I'll say, God, can we make a point? Let's see that guy, decrease. Don't kill him, just show him that you are God. The easy way go, God will come to you at night. Say, oh boy, don't dement alone. You say, Lord, I'm sorry. That means he has mercy on you. If he doesn't have mercy on you, he'll choke you. That's it. You'll be unconscious. Because of me. But if God just said, uh, banky, this is normally a nice guy. I said, Lord, I'll be made like him then. And the Lord will come to your dream, say, you're a dead man. I say why? Well, you are harassing banky, And you told him that he's not from here. Should I let you know you are not from here too? <laughs> Who, who's from where? Because <laughs> should I let you know where you are from? Leave that in I will send you to where you will never return. You don't know who's from here and who's not from there. No, seriously. That's how I've always felt. I've never felt inferior to anybody. And I'm saying to Christians, please, your father owns the land. Your father does. You are not inferior to anybody. Stop giving excuses. They didn't employ you somewhere. It says because you are from Kalaguluka government or something like that. You know no book, you know no book. If say you know for What's nonsense is all of this? Go and read some more. Is that, is that not a simple thing? Stop giving excuses that uh, they took them now because their father knows somebody. So your father doesn't know anybody. You want your father to be angry with you? Your father doesn't know anybody. Who's your father? Don't you know who your father is? You go and say, uh-uh. you know, there are things you say. You're insulting the Lord. You say that uh, they didn't think because my father doesn't know people. Cause go and say, now, wow, the Lord will look. See? Look at how small I am. I have made you too small in my eyes. What's the next line? Forgive me. You need to pray that prayer. You need to sing that song. It's a very powerful, it's important. You can't be telling stories like my father doesn't know somebody. When my father, my own father, don't know about your father, my father is the one that made that boss. He's the one that gave him that seat. If God says if my father says he won't sit there again, he won't sit there again. My father will just look at him like this. Suddenly, people will catch him. From people catching him, he will collapse. From collapsing, he will go to hospital. From going to hospital, he can either go home or go to the grave. Choose one. And my father will put whoever he wants there. My own attitude is a man can receive nothing. Except it is given to him from above. If I don't get it, the Lord didn't want to give him. I've seen people try to fight for things for me before. And I tell them, Relax. Relax. There was a time they wanted somebody, they wanted to promote somebody above me. One man I found, that he called me. Are you aware of this? I said, No. Eh, why do people call? I said, My brother, relax. Relax. It doesn't mean anything. I said, This race, everybody has his own race. He said, I don't want problems. I said, There will be no problems. You have to understand the kind of person I am. There will be no problems. Long ago, before I came to Nibu, it was as if there was a time, one position. Was open that two of us could enter. So it's as if everybody now tried to help one other person to know. I sent a message to the other individual. I said, wait. Understand something, I'm not angry. I can't I don't know whether my point. I can't be angry. I don't consider it conspiracy or discrimination, nothing. I said, I can't be angry. My life is orchestrated. I don't know whether you get the point. My life is orchestrated. Okay, let me explain something to you. You can't sit on my chair. You can't. So if you sat there, it's not mine. You can't sit on my chair. Again, back to small politics. That's why I laugh at people who think that they have numbers to impose on the Lord and not recognize the power of God. I say, what is wrong with you? In this country, are you blind? Do you have such a short memory? Who takes a seat in this country that God did not sanction? No. Nobody. When the whole country says, This is the man who takes the seat, God says, Okay, okay. How long do you want to stay? I can six months. Half of which will be unconscious, so. If you're had do, known. After two weeks, you'll have come. Good luck. A Azikiwe, Jonathan. You know, that's how we discovered all his evil names. You <laughs> will have just called him and said, Come, come and sit down. Me, I'm going to Katsina. Many people don't realize it. God ordained. No good Lord God, there through one long, funny way. First, from being deputy governor, his master, his orgasm was impeached. Reluctantly, he stepped in. Then, to balance some issues, they made him vice presidential candidate. He was placed on the seat. After a few days, he was enough. That's it. Next time, I hope you know he won that election. Look, he said it openly, even though I know people who may not have listened to him. But he said openly, please don't rig for me. He said it openly. He said, "No, I don't want anybody to rig." I was campaigning. He said it. He didn't. With nobody needed to rig, he was going to win the election, and he won it. The next time he labored hard. He labored hard. Ned did everything. God, was just looking at him. You? You ain't going nowhere. Many people don't understand the power of God. Look, that's how I speak the way I do. They don't understand the power of God. As Pat Besson said, God retired his father. A word of prophecy had gone out beforehand. This man had been a senator forever. That this man, I'm retiring him from being a senator. The day of election, he was so popular. He was so popular amongst his people. Everybody assumed he would win, so they didn't go to vote. Why didn't they go to vote? It was cold. The cold was terrible. The code was very bad. So they didn't go to vote. But his opponent, who was desperate, decided to go and vote. And his people they mobilized their people to go and vote. And to the shock of everybody, he won. Now, many people don't understand lessons. They say, you see, that's why you must go up to that's why you must you mustn't take it for granted though. That's not the story. The story is that God had proposed, whichever way he will execute his purpose. That's how Pat father retired from politics. The man was shocked. It's not a new thing. I said one brother came from Abakiliki, here, sat in the office, uh, our former office, and spoke with me. His own was visions and revelations. In a dream, an angel appeared to him and said, you are going to win this election as councillor in his ward. Now this is what you are going to do. Take a motorbike. Go from polling unit to polling unit. Collect a copy of your results and everything. He did exactly how the angel told him in the vision. And he was declared the winner. He did so well for his word. Everybody said, you will be the next local government chairman. The angel appeared to him again. Said, do whatever you want to do. You will not make it. He said, "He sat in my office. He was telling me. He said, the angel said, do whatever you want to do. You will not make it. He rejected the vision. He cast it out in Jesus' name. He told Satan to get behind him. <laughs> do you know what happened to him? God said, this boy, say you no want hear a word. I will show you. So his friends came to him and said, there is one Babalao, the one that um, Jim Mumbudu uses. Powerful one. We have located him. Let's go. He looked at them and said, what do you mean? You don't know I'm a Christian? We are not going. So they left. They came back and said, We have found a pastor. Powerful man of God. He said, All right, this time around, right? he will follow them. So he followed them. The pastor now said, Well, for him to pray, he will have to pay arrears of all the tithes. I'm not joking. Correct, pastor, thank you. Of, of being a counselor. I asked to bring the title so that God will be favorably disposed to him. He told me, He said, Pastor, I didn't have money. He said, The only thing he had gotten on all the, the period he was counselor, he bought a car, a 505. So he went to one lawyer in their place that lends money. He said, Please lend me money. I need to pay my arrears of tithe. I'm not joking. You see, when we say, Let's come together, I say, Come together with who people who are collecting arrears of tithe. I can't come together with Jesus, God will punish us together. What's wrong with you? Do you know? He collected the money and deposited his 505 as security and gave the pastor and the pastor prayed and declared and opened the door and shielded and consecrated him and anointed him and declared him the winner. Go! And win. The Lord was looking at him and said, I've given you my own word. Election day, they went around, collected the results. You know, this guy won massively. He won comfortably. And the ruler of the nations was laughing. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. The guy was looking at you and you're laughing. Just before they announced the results, the governor was fighting for a second term. He went to meet one of their big political big weights there to come and help him. And that one said, what will you pay? I want to appoint my own boy on that seat. The governor said, but they have done it. Ele- I said, that's what I want. You want your own seat? I want my man on that seat. So the governor sat down. It should be a state electoral thing that doesn't. said they should cancel that election. Obani, Jesus. I'm telling you. Obani. Obani. That is God just sat in heaven, Cut eye for the governor. The governor told the electoral papers. They are not the whole election. The protest started. We no go grill, June 12th. <laughs> they were doing June 12th and Abakliki. Abakliki, they ran to the government house. They were making noise and protesting. At that point in time, before God takes on another level, he just kept quiet and told the governor, oh, God, I know they do it again. Yeah, that's it. God, 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 the only thing he got, that car, God got, he couldn't pay. The lawyer took the car. That's why he's a lawyer. <laughs>
1: the
0: lawyer took the car. He, he couldn't pay. The money was written off. That's how his car, God looking at him. Shebi, I told you. See, there's one government somewhere not too far away from us here. A prophet who I know very well sent a message to the governor's wife and said that this night the Lord told me to tell you something. That you and your husband don't put your hand in who will replace him as governor. Let the people elect whoever they want to elect. Let it go free. They did not hear. The man spent money. You know what he did? Hmm? During his primaries he will call you. He will give you maybe $5,000 and give you shigidi. You will swear. Yeah. That you are going to vote for his person. So the people said, "I swear by Yoshigidi that I will vote for the person." With my money, one thousand dollars, put out two thousand, put out for pocket. This man spent money heavily, and they did primaries, and nobody voted for his candidate. Wow! And they told him, "It's our money." They said, "My money cannot kill me." <laughs> Look. I'm not telling you a story. I know everybody involved. Is it because I'm standing here preaching? You know, me, sir, I know people. I'm only two persons removed from the head of state. I know people. Not One person removed from head of state. I know people that are no head of state. I, when I give you gist, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> when I give you gist, I did there. They told the man to get away. Say na money we ain't give them. Say they no they no go die. Say nothing happen. <laughs> they told him nothing will happen. His wife was now crying, betrayer, betrayer, betrayer. Now the prophet said, I didn't want to say I told you so. But I told you. Because she was going around everywhere praying. You know these first ladies that can pray? They can pray. They can't hear God. Do you know what I find? A lot of prayer warriors, they don't hear God. Yes. They only come to pray. Because, yes. <speaking> okay, they say, I'm coming. We have a rally. They don't listen to God at all. Can... See, I'm not joking. If you listen to God clearly and say one minute of prayer, you have prayed more powerful than the person who talked for 10 hours that God couldn't talk to. The prophet said, did I know? He said, hey, you said so. He said, Sir, open your phone now. The message was still clear. That I told the Lord, said, take your hands off. Now he has disgraced you, has wasted your money. That's why to say they are, they are gangy. You don't know this God. Is Ubaka old? That's his name? He was winning the election and dying at the same time. By the time he had won, they got back home. The doctor said he had died. May God help that Bielsa man to recover. He had won the election, he was doing rehaza for swearing in tomorrow. Then they served him notice from Supreme Court. It's those who cooked on credit and feeling sorry for. Yeah, if you supplied wine and cow, sound system and they have not paid you. Decoration? Where where's Chipicem? became before you do political collect your money. He's Daniel has been prophesying for a long time. <laughs> Wake up, collect your money first. Our printer and so if you enter your office, if you see posters, people that lost the election, they didn't pay him. I said, you you do poster without collecting money. You serve your sense is not around here. Well, tell us, he said, said, Oga, a bed in hand? It's worth two after inauguration. Just give me. My money now. He so I won't use it later. Leave it. He said, are you not the politician? Leave this thing. I'm telling you, see, in this country, we have seen it again and again. I don't know who is telling us that we have control of everything, anything. This brother, they to- God told him clearly, do whatever you want to do, you will not win. He did everything, he did not win. See, that's why as Christians, we have a culture that trusts God.
1: Yes.
0: We have a culture that just lets go and lets God. Please, to finish this series of messages, I'm asking everybody, go and listen to that series. The Culture of Faith, or Culture of Christ. I'm not sure what the but that is Culture of Faith. Yeah. Those things are important. It's as we practice that. Remember, what makes heaven? One, that God is present. So when God wants to create heaven, he puts his children there. I said we should open somewhere. Did, you even open, did we read it? Okay, let, let's just read it before we close. Second Peter chapter three. Uh, uh, what, what did I say? And Second Peter Chapter three now. So what was he complaining about? Okay. Alright, let's just read them um, verse eleven. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Now what I'm emphasizing there is the fact that righteousness dwells there. So when God wants to make a new heaven, when God wants to create heaven, what he does is to make people in his image. The reason why this earth exists is our processing zone for being made in the likeness of God. So what makes a place heaven is that God is there. When God wants to create heaven on earth, he makes himself in the people on the earth. So once you have been made in the likeness and the image of God, and you are practicing what? Righteousness. The heaven is created around you. That is a summary of everything we have said. So practicing righteousness is what you get from that culture of faith. So please go and get the series, Culture of Faith. We preached about three, four years ago here. It's there on our website. Please get it and I think it's two thousand and eighteen yes, about three about four years ago that we did that. Listen to the whole series, that will be complemented to this message. It will help us to cement everything. Once we have been made in the image and likeness of Christ Jesus and we are practicing righteousness, heaven is being created around us. Can we just bow down our heads, and just give a Lord thanks for this morning's message? Let us say Lord, thank you. Give him thanks.